0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18
1: plus.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al.
1: This is Kevin.
2: And this is Nick. What's good, people?
1: Ooh.
2: Man, Ooh, everything man. is
1: everything. Out. Oh.
2: We, what are a lot we
1: going on? Yeah. Oh, who are you telling a Hey, lot man.
2: going on? I just got an email the other night. I've got about Mm -hmm. four more weeks before I have the results of my African Ancestry.
1: Who did you use?
2: AfricanAncestry.com. I'm not using uh, none of them other ones.
1: Right. (laughs) I'm I'm,
2: I'm, uh, interested to hear
1: those results, man.
2: You know what? I'm thinking about doing a reveal on the show.
1: I'm thinking about doing the
2: reveal. Yeah, if we just do actual, I wonder if I could get Dr. Gina Page to come on, who's the co-founder of African Mm -hmm. Ancestry. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about doing a reveal on the show. You know, I've been doing a lot of tracing into my genealogy, and so this is on my uh, maternal line. But I've also been doing some tracing on my paternal line as well. And uh, right now, I've been doing that manually with like census records, birth and death records. I'm back to about 1821. On my uh, wow. father's side Yeah It's not easy really? But uh, it's it's been worth it man It's been worth it Wow Has there been anything That you have learned That has stood out to you About your family That you didn't know about Well So there's one And, and Kevin and I talked about this a while ago uh, Maybe about a year and a half ago there, There's maybe about at, at this point I'm I'm probably like One generation away From finding out but there's about a 50% chance that uh, on my mother's side that I'm actually a descendant of Nat Turner. Wow. So um, That's why you keep up so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, man. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not confirmed because, of course, you know, the way that census records and birth and death records were taken back then, a lot of the mm-hmm. people that they had over that stuff were were not very... Thorough or educated, and they surely didn't give a lot of um, a lot of time when it came to black people. So uh, you know that's that's a nice way of saying that. But uh, it it is it's about a fifty percent chance at this point. Um, it's just everything is just kind of lining up. <clears throat> so we should know. Um, I've already reached out to the the the, the other known actual blood relative of Nat Turner that I know in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, of, in Virginia. And so uh, I reached out to him, and it may be just as simple as going up there and doing a blood test or something, man, because like at this point, man, we, you know, uh, Dr. Gina Page says it all the time. You know, black people are the original victims of identity theft in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, you know, it's utterly important. And even if I'm not, you know, because it, it may just very well come from the fact that, you know, both turners from the same area, possibly the same plantation, but it's still we got to find a way to mm-hmm. connect our history, man. we got to find a way to that connect our It's not going to be done for us. so I'm excited about right. it. Right, I'm really excited about it.
1: I'm excited for you, man. man. <laughs> you got to know where we come
2: from and where we're going. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you, though, I'm just a little afraid that, like, because in all my studies, you guys know I've been doing a healthy amount of studying into African nations as a whole, and, you know, you mm-hmm. hear about all these great tribes. I just, I'm, I'm wondering if, like, man, I hope when I get this back, I'm not from, like, some off-brand tribe that had, like, 20 people. Like, <laughs>
1: okay. what is, what I, is, what what is, is an brand. off-brand tribe? Well, okay, I I'll say <laughs> off-brand, but,
2: like, okay, you know, some of the more popular tribes in African nations are the Mende yeah. people. yeah. The the Mandinka mm-hmm. people, the Hausa, the Ebo mm-hmm. people, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and and don't get me into T car people. Don't get me wrong, I, they're all special, but you know, I, because I've been doing so much research and I'm, I'm I researched so much of the Hausa people and so much of the Mende people in particular, and the T people, it's just like, what if I'm from like one of those tribes that just nobody really knows, or or even worse, a, a, that is in a place where. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to visit because of the conditions of the country. Because that's always been my thing. Like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. going to visit Africa until I knew where I was from. Well, I mean, either way mm -hmm. it go, man. At least you can say you know where your people are from and where you come from. Right. You connected the dots. And you got a good start, man. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good
2: start. So we'll see. And if anybody out there is a listener to Middleman Talk Show and, and you have traced your genealogy or you've had the DNA test done, go to our Facebook page, Middleman Talk Show. Let us know what tribe you're from, what area, uh, what African nation yeah. you have uh, you know, ancestry with. We'd love to know it. I sure Probably like to know where I'm from. Yeah, man. Not tall enough to be <laughs> those tall guys that be doing all the jumping. If I see there you man. in red clay on your face doing the jumping, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: <laughs> man, going, down. <dance. laughs> hey, um, yeah, looking like man. Google.
2: On a serious note, on a serious note, yeah. Yep. Tell me, yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, man. Last night, man, are we ever gonna have normal? I mean, we we're talking about normalcy as far as with this COVID nineteen <sighs> situation, but we got so many of our people getting gunned down, and it's live is live, is live. I'm so tired right now, man. Oh, last night, uh, if you are unaware, on University Avenue here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, what's the brother name, y'all? Because I swear, man, my man goes everywhere, but Rashard, Rashard Brooks, Brooks, Brooks was gunned down. Well, to give you the gist of the story, uh, he was in his car asleep, basically DUI drunk, He was drunk, sitting in his car, sleep, resting, I I would imagine, after drinking at at wherever he was. Uh, The officers attempted to, you know, do a welfare check, I guess, or check on him and tap on the window. They had a civilized conversation. Uh, The next thing you know, it deteriorated to him fighting both of the officers and running away and getting shot in the back. Uh, A friend of mine, Mr. LPD, um, he came by yesterday. He was on his way back up to uh, Buckhead. And uh, he passed over the bridge He called me and said man what's going on downtown there's helicopters, Wendy's on fire It was crazy last night Man what How much more do we have to endure man We're tired G. I mean it's traumatic Like I don't even like to Even review The videos anymore Because it's just too traumatic bro Like it's Like it just makes me so upset Um, It makes me sad Uh, It makes me angry And I don't know man I don't know Let me also say this Because what I have seen a lot of Over the course Of the last 24 hours Is people trying to justify it We can have a discussion Mm -hmm. About whether that brother Should have been Arrested And that's fine we can have that discussion, but anyone who can justify someone getting shot in the back where they pose no clear and present danger to anyone,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you have to reevaluate your humanity. There's no justification. Yeah. Yep. There's no everybody. justification. The brother was running away. And let me also say, mm-hmm. in terms of that Wendy's burning down, I, this is why social media and technology is so utterly important to us because they caught video that it, was an actu- it actually was a white woman that was, I can't say she started the fire, but she was certainly trying to heavily contribute to it.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So that
2: whole, well, they burned down their own. They burned down their own. I used to live right down the street from that Wendy's. First off, that Wendy's is not our own. Let's, let's stop there. Nope. Let, let's, let, mm-hmm. let's, let's go ahead and stop there. There's no justification for it. it and, and at this point, while I think that that conversation definitely it started off civil, it started off wonderful, it, did it. it doesn't matter how it starts. It matters how it ends. And how it ended was yes. you put a man to death that was running away. He was not a danger to you. Right. You know, you one you, thing that I, you I basically looked at the whole, took away a person. Go ahead, Kevin No, go ahead I think you got delay on your stuff too, man Go ahead well, well, I was just going to add to what Nick was saying I said, like, basically, you know When when we look at all these unarmed killings, right Like, you're basically taking away that person's right To stand trial by jury Like, like you're taking the law into your own hands That's against the, the Constitution That's against the law In general, anyway So, um Even if you take everything else that people are saying to try to justify, you're still breaking the law.
1: That's still against
2: the law. And you're you're taking away that person's constitutional rights to a trial by jury. You know, one crazy thing about the whole situation, I mean, it's two of them, one of him, I understand he got the better of them. But this man was drunk, number one. Number two, he was running away. Number three, you got his car. How is he going to get anywhere? Where is he going to go? You got his, his information. And his ID. You got his tag number and his ID. So where is he going to go? Only thing you had to do, all right, go ahead and keep running. Or you put the helicopters out. Follow him like that. Do some L.A. stuff.
1: Exactly. But let
2: him go. Okay, you let him go. He wasn't posing a threat to anybody else. The situation got that bad. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Catch him that next morning. Roll up to his house. Hey, buddy, Uh, you know you ran last night, right? Come on. Assume the position. Mm. And handle exactly. the business right. from that standpoint.
1: Because Not again, only that, we can have a conversation all
2: day. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. Um, one, one thing you think about it. You had two officers. I guarantee you within the next five minutes or less, they could have had that whole area sworn with more than so 50 cops if right. they wanted to. That is correct. That is correct. If it probably. was that serious. That is correct. But it's sickening. It's, it's sickening. It's tiring. <clears throat> I'm mentally tired of it. I know our people are mentally tired of it, man. I mean, we have to keep on enduring seeing our people die. I worry about everyone. I'm worried about all of all of our listeners, man. Y'all be careful out there. I'm not gonna sit up here and say that you know each and every cop is a bad person, but they surely need to be retrained, reevaluated how they handle situations, and the fear that's put in them before they become officers. There has to be a way to change that. Now I don't know if it's something that's social. You gotta put laws or whatever in. Case may you gotta be. put we laws gotta in place. That. You gotta put laws in place from where the police officer who does something that is against whatever they signed up for and against the law, you you you're either gonna get fired, you're gonna get sued by that particular person, the city is not gonna pay for that for those fees. I mean, like that's the only way I can think of it, bro, because other than that we're still gonna have these same conversations because of the, of the unions that are backed You know yeah. the police unions Who are backed by these people Who control like what Like what we have In general So we got to change the laws bro Or we got to put some new laws in place Policies That's how we're going to make change Well let's We, we also have to give, uh We also have to mention that the police chief did resign In the midst of this yeah. um, mm-hmm. But the swift action um, that Some people have Questioned it and they, But you cannot deny the swift action By Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms uh, During right. this entire process uh, She has really Shown herself to be a leader Not just on a local level But you know abroad She is, she is one of those sisters that's out there at the forefront Whether it was COVID Whether it's police killings, mm-hmm. She has been at the forefront and mm-hmm. She has made swift actions Even with the, the six cops Who were black by the way Who uh, pulled over the Morehouse and Spelman students And tased them, broke the window in the car And dragged them out They have put swift, swift actions They have reacted very swiftly And I appreciate Mayor Bottoms for that As well as the other leadership in the city The city council, city management And so just as quickly as we are To rightfully condemn those officers We should also commend those city officials Who are taking the necessary action Because that's not happening in all the cities (laughs) <laughs> that's not right. that's not happening in all the cities. So, you know, just so big shout out to Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms for that.
1: Mm. Yeah, shout out you to uh, job, man.
2: our hometown yeah. as well too, Kevin uh, down in Columbus, Mississippi, for you know taking the stance against um, um, the Attorney General of Mississippi who threw out a case um, where a unarmed black man was shot nine times. And the officer um, got off, Uh, the case was closed, the information was not even presented to the public, and so now the local uh, district attorney, Scott Colon, was able to get that information and and release uh, part of the information that he is able to release to the public so people can actually read and see what happened in this particular case. So shout out to our hometown of Columbus, Mississippi, working hard on that. Absolutely.
1: Most definitely.
2: Um, before we get Into the topic if it's okay with you I think we got a caller that would like to uh, get in the Conversation would that be okay I'm sure. I think they had a comment Okay Alright Caller you are live with the middle man What's going on Hey Kevin hey this is Kent Man hey how y'all brothers doing hey. Doing well, All right. well Thank out, you though. for listening Good. Hey, guys, hey Appreciate you meeting me uh,
1: Yes, appreciate brother, you letting so me
2: so come in and make a comment, comment. sir. Yes, sir. But I came in on the part where the brother was talking about uh, the killing that just happened here in Atlanta. Uh, you're 100% right. I have a brother, Lewis that's been on the force 25 years. Now, a couple was here today, and his answer was the same as yours. Uh, they should have went on and let that guy run about his business that night. Uh, because once they radioed back up, they could have had that guy in two minutes or quicker. Uh, right. So there was no need to shoot this guy running. And if not, like like he said, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. We got your driver's license. We got your address. So we'll just pick you up tomorrow. We'll pick you up a couple of days later. So there was other
1: mm-hmm. reasons
2: that was involved where they could have just let that guy win. I mean, there, there was no more harm done once this guy was running. I think what happened, uh, the policeman probably got a little embarrassed, and he just took it on into his own and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to kill him. I mean, that's the only conclusion you can draw mm. from this. Uh, and, and I talked to several, several other policemen, they had the same answers. You know, my brother said it happens all the time because you, you can't, he can't outrun these young guys. But what he can do, hey, I'll see you another day. You'll be back up on the block another day. You know, we'll arrest mm-hmm. you then, or we'll come to your house the next day and arrest you. So, you yep, know, yep. This,
1: this this thing
2: is simply. And then going back to the comment on the police force, what can we do? I think it got to a point now. You, you can't reform a department that's run to mm-hmm. the court. You, you can't reform it. That, that's just it. Uh, but what you can do, you can rebuild that force, but trying to uh, reform, it, it's a done deal. Once you're riding to the core, there is no uh, reforming. Now, the only thing we got to do now is we got to rebuild these polices for it, because I don't even think training is going to help. You know, if they got their mind right. made up and they're racist and they're out to kill us, what good is training going to be? Yep. None at all. Yep, it's a mentality. It's something that we're dealing with because when you think about police officers, number one, they have so many um, titles that they have to to portray in the community. You know, social worker, they have to be a a person that can uh, resolve conflict. They have to be a person that can, you know, do medical. Everything under under the sun they have to learn how to do. I understand that it's not an easy job. But when you're dealing with a community that you're not used to dealing with, Um, As far as when you're dealing with people from a a different makeup or background, uh, you know, we need a more diverse training with that. Because if you never dealt with black people and the only thing you're doing is basically occupying that neighborhood, these are the results that you'll get every time you have a cop come in. Not every time, but a lot of the times you can get the results of that relationship just going sour real quick. I agree. Well, you know, and and I got a question because I'm struggling with it. Maybe one of you guys can answer it. I, I think it would help. Why don't we allow all black policemen to patrol our areas, especially when you're talking about an area predominantly black, like South Atlanta? Why would you send two white police officers in that neighborhood to de-escalate the situation? Think about it. How often do you see black policemen into all white neighborhoods. Mm. <clears throat> so there, there's a, there's a portion issues? of that there's a portion that I, I, i'd i like to address this is something that has actually been brought up in several even when i was living in atlanta when we did have several interactions with uh community uh, in, with the police and communities of color uh so at the the makeup of atlanta's police force is about 42 percent black right Atlanta, the the city of Atlanta itself, is closer to about 65, maybe 70% black. And I've Mm -hmm. always been a person that has honestly believed that if your city is 60% black, then it needs to reflect that in your police force. That's correct. Uh, That's correct. Now, what I will say is one of the reasons when you look at that particular area, uh, even though traditionally that area was a black neighborhood, especially when I moved up there, it was after they had gone through and they had – they already gentrified the area, knocked down all the old housing, threw up a bunch of condos. So what you did have is you had black neighborhoods that still surround that area, but it's right down the street from Turner Field, right down the street from downtown Atlanta. And so that's why you had that demographic of cop there. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake about it, mm-hmm. kid, you're absolutely right, because when it comes down to it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when they send cops to patrol majority white neighborhoods – it's completely different than the cops they send to patrol majority black neighborhoods. It's, it's it's completely different. And when they go to those neighborhoods, they're going to serve and protect. When they come to our neighborhoods, it's for law and order. And I think that's the fundamental difference in that particular case because that is literally right off. If anybody remembers where the old social death sign was when you came into Atlanta, that's the exit mm-hmm. right after that. Mm-hmm. And it's right down the street from Turner Field. What well, was the old Turner Field? I, I, I think it's Georgia State Field now. But. Right. That is more than likely why that demographic is particularly patrolling that mm. area. Now, what I will say, how we improve that, we have young black men and women who may have wanted at one point, and I say this as a person who did want to be police officers as a black community, we have to start encouraging that more than shaming that. Because that's something that we have done for years, and it be, it is because of a, a tumultuous relationship with the police. But if we cannot support our brothers and sisters who are already on the force in numbers, then we're going to continue to get the same results. That's correct. That's correct. And I think, uh, you know, like we have to, uh, like that mentality that we feel when we think of the word cops or when we're in the car and we see a cop, like we have to also get over that feeling as well too. And I, I don't think, that's going to be something that, that is going to Happen overnight but like Nick said We definitely need to make sure that the ratio Fits the community um, And we also have to make sure That it is appealing to the people who are You know applying for those particular Jobs in that, in those areas And to make sure that they feel Supported as well too because I don't Know if all my brothers and sisters who are on The force feel like they are supported By their you know Their whole you know community, Yeah their community and their coworkers. That's a lonely place right. to be. That's right. Got to have that support, man. Um, Kevin, okay, well, do we want to bring in this next caller right quick? All right. Um, hey, Kent, we do appreciate you. Stay on the line. Uh, just press the number one again. If you want to get in the conversation tonight, the number is 516-387-1542. If you would like to get in the conversation, just press 1. Uh, this is just like when you call into your regular radio show. That one lets us know that you would like to get in the conversation, or you can just listen on the phone. If you don't want to talk, just play. Let them, let everything play, and you're good to go. Um, our next caller is Bill. What's going on with your brother out of Starksville, Mississippi?
1: What's up? Starksville? Great. I just gave you Starkville. My bad. Great. <laughs> uh, I hope, hope everybody's doing well today. today. <laughs> no, nah, it's all no, good. No, I hope well. everybody's doing good today. That's good.
2: That's good. Uh, so, um, I, I first want to start off uh, because I kind of joined the call a little late. I was just getting back out of town. But, you know, like, I, I wanted to say that because uh, even in the climate that that's going on right now, man, like, me as a brother that knows I'm not doing nothing illegal, that knows, you know, I'm trying to follow all the rules, yet I still have that, that thing in my back of my mind, like, man, let me make sure I breathe extra caution. And I know Al just touched on that a little bit, you know, about kind of getting over that fear or that anxiety of, you mm-hmm. know, something bad. Like, it's, it's hard, man. Like, you know, the whole right. time... You know me my girl, her mom, and uh, her her husband we drove down on the way back. this is what we were discussing like this this entire issue right here man and and I think that um yes, training training you know we need to look beyond training, uh but I think that uh we really need to uh look at the psychological part of it and then as well as we need to uh we need a more accountable system uh so from what mm-hmm. I was told, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, when an officer does something wrong, they don't they don't get punished or they don't get more so of, uh, like, kicked off for the force or anything like that. It's like they get moved over to another county or to another city. And so it allows them to basically just, you know, continue to do their work. It's not really like a discipline for them to move them from this city or this county. It's just more so like, hey, we're going to slap you on the wrist. Don't do it again, but we're gonna still move you out of here because you seem like you got a little tension here. And I think that uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. I think that there needs to be an accountability factor that holds these police accountable. So if they do something wrong, you know the magnitude of the offense of what they've done, it, it, it needs to it needs to be consequences behind it. Like. You know, you're going to lose your job. We're going to we're going to strip you of your job or something of some sort like that. It doesn't have to be that harsh. You get what I'm saying? Just based off of the, the circumstance, but I think that uh, we really need to focus on that. We need to focus on the psychological uh, thing. Uh, I know my my girlfriend's mom was telling me about the Stanford project about uh, and and I just learned about this about how this doctor did a a, a, a test a research. Basically he took some random people off the streets. He made some of them prisoners. He made some of them uh, police officers.
1: Mm-hmm. Long
2: story short, they had to cut the, the, the research short because the police officers were random people, but because they were random uniforms, they were acting out of character. So yet you you thought that these people would act like normal people, you would think that they would you know I'm not gonna say normal because that's kinda but you, you would think you wouldn't think that they would act what you see people act of, you know, like what we experience in the day, but they were, they were beating on them. They were talking to them crazy. So they were like, you know, Hey, we got to cut this short because like the power, what they found out is when they put these uniforms on, they were acting totally different. Like they weren't who they were. And you know, that, that, that was one thing that I pointed out. I was like, you know, and, I'm sorry, but you know it is what it is. When you see a, a, a white person, you know that's that's supposed to be racial, you know, racist or some sort. You know they're quiet by themselves, but if they got the uniform on or if they have somebody else with them, they're very boisterous. They're they're they're, they're proud to to be that 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 American from from the South or they're they're proud to be that Confederate son, you know. And and it's those are the things. That 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 needs to be looked at. Like, are, what type of background checks are being done on these people? Are they just doing like the, the basic background checks? Or are they going thorough? Are they looking at these people's social media pages? Are they looking at the history of, of, of all of it? Now, one thing, Bill. They're supposed to do that, Bill. Um, uh-huh. They do psychological backgrounds. They do a lot. They do a lot of testing of these people. They don't have to do that many hours as far as training. But overall, Mm -hmm. it's not as easy uh, to be a cop because a lot of times when you have cops in certain areas and metropolitans, a lot of people don't want to be cops in those areas. They just want to be cops in smaller areas. And they want to deal with that easy easy going. Right. And then when you look at a place like here, you get a lot of people um, that when they do get to join a big force like here in Atlanta, they get that training and then they move to smaller towns. But, Bill, we're going to get to right. the whole done. We're going to go ahead and get into the topic right here, man, because this is okay. just a small chasm of what we was going to talk about tonight. So, hey, I'll go ahead and let everybody know what we're talking about tonight. Man, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the show. So the title of today's uh, topic for today, Allies or Is It All Lies? So we've seen throughout history where there have been racist, racism against people of color that have, could have been stopped, right? So it's the movement that we're seeing now. Is this actually uh, like a change that is actually happening, or is this just a moment in history? We also want to discuss too: is it just a moment for how some white people are coming in support of this particular movement, or is it just a generational need to be in the vote? Right? Um, are there any real, you know, allies, or or is it just all lies? We definitely want to know that. Also, with corporate America, what is their stance on Black Type? Um, excuse me, on on Black Lives Matter? Is that a true stance, or is it just a strategy to keep the income flowing, which we all feel it? So, also too with the riots that we have been seeing, you know, across the weeks, uh, we have been seeing some of the riots have been infiltrated. Right? Is this another senseless act of domestic terrorism? And what type of policies should we put in place to ensure change in America? As also across the world, we see nations protesting the murder of George Floyd also along with the Black Lives Matter movement, will these protests enact change on a global scale for people in color? Um, also, which nations are a true ally to African Americans? Um, in America, we also um, face weaponizing the police by song. So where does this Karen and this Big Boss Steve mentality stem from? So we all seen those particular videos of, you know, we hashtag it Karen or Barbecue Becky, or uh steve or uh excuse me kevin but your name has been used uh kevin Mm where you know call the police on on black people um also with that is this a mentality of superiority or is it a mentality of inferiority so we definitely want to have a great discussion on this today if you have a comment and you would like to get on get in on this on this discussion you can dial uh 516 Three eight seven one five four two. You can definitely hit us up in the chat room as well too. Uh, we'll definitely get your questions there. But let's go ahead and um, start from the top, man. So with the movement in which we're seeing now, do we feel like change is actually occurring, or is it just a moment in history? Now I know we've all, you know, seen uh, different movements um, from the civil rights movement. You know, we have the women's movement as well too. Um, is this, do we feel like change is actually going to occur? What are you guys' thoughts? I think so. I think something is happening because the people are getting tired. Our young people are getting tired as well, too. Like, they are speaking out a lot as well, too. And they are using social media as a form to speak out about how they feel as well, too. So, do we feel like this is a movement of, of change?
3: I think that it is. <sighs>
2: I think that in order for it, 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 so here's the thing about it. Anytime something mm-hmm. happens, there's a possibility for it to be a movement of change. It just depends mm-hmm. on the the momentum going in it and how strategic we are with it. I, I've talked about this before on the show. I've, you know, we've talked about it offline for years mm-hmm. that people do not give, and this, and, and and I want to stop calling this the civil rights movement because the leaders of that movement call it the Black Freedom Movement. So let's start there. It was strategic. It was not just a mistake, and we just went from there. This was very strategic. We are a strategic people. We are smart. We are calculated. We have to continue that portion of the legacy to keep this movement going. I think the catalyst for this was the fact that America watched a man with a knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Mm -hmm. And when you saw the nonchalant way. Of Derek Chauvin Just with his hand in his pocket Which he was doing for more leverage by the way
1: You of know course. okay,
2: We have put the cruelty On display Fully What is incumbent upon us now is to keep that pressure I'm not in To token victories anymore I'm not into symbolic victories right. anymore
1: I just tweeted this right. the other day
2: I don't want to see Another Fortune 500 company come out and say Black Lives Matter If you can't show me your org chart And show me that black executives matter Who's on your board What does your Mm. pay disparity look like like? And we need to keep our We need to keep the pressure On them going forward And not let up I don't want sports to come back I don't, want ch- I, I, I don't care about basketball season coming back. I don't care about football season. I don't care about any of that. I don't want it to come back because right now, while people are still largely having to stay in their mm-hmm. houses, you mm-hmm. need to see this on a 24-hour news cycle. You need to see what is right. going on. You need to see how these police are acting towards us, and we need to keep that pressure on them until legislation happens. That is now where we have to go with it. So, so let's also talk about this too, Nate. Because every movement has some form of, or some type of uh, derailment, right? Where people are going to try to either change the slogan or miss screw what you're trying to say or derail what's going on, right? So we saw, you know, um, like over the past few months, like back in April, early May, right? We saw the signs where I want to go get a haircut. Why can't I just go get a haircut? What's the purpose of you actually going to get a haircut, right? The... The entire like 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 those signs were out there along with the black lives matter movement, the Black lives matter protest what 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 is the mentality like what what is the purpose of that like what do you think the overall concept of trying to derail or misconstrue a large statement like why do you think they do that? because in their mind, that's how they can justify not having to deal with the fact that. Either you were a willing or a willing, and I don't even want to say unwilling unwilling participant in this system, but I don't know any other way to say it. You have to at that point admit, and I don't want an apology from look, let me tell you something. One thing we got to stop to go along with those messages out, I'm sick and tired of seeing Pictures and videos where you got black people standing up and you got a bunch of white people on their knees and they're saying, I'm sorry. That's not what I want. That's
1: horrible.
2: That is the the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And while I appreciate the sentiment, focus that energy somewhere else instead of. Making a video where you're on your knees telling a group of black people you're sorry or the the insane idea of saying every white person in right. America needs to give a black person they see ten dollars don't do that. no, what you need to do is you need to go and talk to your 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 buddy that you play golf with who's a hiring manager, at at, at a job where there's been a racial disparity and there's no diversity and inclusion. You need to take that to the corporations that you support with your dollars and say, hey, listen, there needs to be some change in that front. You need to take that to your local congressman and your local senator and tell them, hey, there needs to be legislation that funds these programs, these diversity programs, our HBCUs. That's where you need to divert that energy. But it's easier to say, to your earlier point, that – If I just say, oh, well, I haven't had a haircut or this, that, I can distract from the fact that I have been, at the very least of it, an unwilling recipient of a white supremacist system. So that's where the distraction comes in. It's almost like those people, and I'm going to get on my Jordan's people here in a second. Why do people defend Michael Jordan so uh, with such uh, veracity? It's because they have to find a way of justifying the fact that they spent about a hundred thousand dollars on shoes over the last twenty years. So it's mm. easier to just—it's easier to just switch the conversation about is he the best or is is LeBron the best or who? Nobody cares. People are in the streets dying. That and, and that's that's yep. what I mean. It's so that, easy for the, you to just say correct.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it, it's it's so easy to just say you know. We're going to distract with this We're going to distract with that Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with the conversation And that's what it comes down to That's really what it comes down to And like Nick One thing I would like to add, add To that also is You know For them It would be lovely If everybody would go speak with their children Because right now I think people in our age group And maybe a little bit younger Are somewhat Somewhat Setting their way Change can happen in our age group But the older ones They are who they are but these children, if you teach them the right way, like you said, don't give, don't go out here doing all this foolishness. Go teach one of these children the right and wrongs of this world, and that can help the future right. out. That's just like that young woman That's- in Petal, Mississippi. Uh, I know you guys have seen the video where she's talking to her parents about racism. You know, they, mm-hmm. they actually press yep. charges against their own daughter. Her name is Kaylee Schmidt, and I want to shout out that Are young you lady. Are you kidding she me? Yes.
1: She I did not just know got that. out of jail. Wow.
2: She's from Petal, Mississippi. She was just released from jail two days ago because the the day after that video went viral, she went out with some friends. She came back and her parents sent her some very disparaging text messages. I can't believe you were out hanging with N-words this and, and I, I'm sick of you talking about all these N-words. And she put the text mm-hmm. messages out and they had her arrested for putting out their personal information. Wow. You know what? I hope that some group or organization went and paid that young lady's, um, you know, bail to get out of jail. Number one, number two, put her in a situation where I don't know how old she is, but she need to get 21. out of that house.
1: She's twenty-one. Okay, well
2: it's time for them. Yeah, they need to go ahead and help her get an apartment because yeah, right now that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. She shouldn't even have. I thought that was a little girl, man. And I'm looking no. at that video like right. her parents said. Well, I, her dad, oh, yeah, they're in the ghetto. They're from the ghetto. That's all they want to do drug, smoke, and, and, and leech, out, leech off the system. Like, really, dude? Right. The text messages are right. even worse. I'm going to actually post, if you guys are not in our, and don't forget, guys, the phone lines are open. Uh, if you guys did not see the text messages, I'm going to put these in the Facebook group. And the text messages that her parents sent her, if you thought the video was bad, Mm. That really that first mm. that man should not be working around mm. any black people. Right, any black people. Right, and I'm pretty that, sure he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it, it's it's ridiculous, man. It, it's just it's just ridiculous. The vitriol that came via text messages. Now apparently her parents did drop the charges, but I mean, what kind of way do you send a message to your child? That's that that that's ridiculous.
3: Man, that's You're gonna that. have four black babies. If you would, if you would do that on.
2: to your own, if you would do that to your own child, what yeah. would you do to a member to some, of black community? That is correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now let's follow up with that's that. That's crazy. Like, is that is that is this mentality, uh, you know, something that is, you know, a mentality of inferiority? Like, where does this come from? Especially like with the Karen, you know, syndrome. You know, the Steve, the Kevin's out there. You know, the ones that call the police on you know
1: innocent, yeah, you know people black in, people. Stop, stop I, gotta, Kevin, I gotta,
2: I gotta say it. My bad, my bad. But <laughs> is this a mentality of superiority or a mentality of inferiority? Kev, you want to take that one because I got. Funny. I sure the because I know I don't want. I don't Let's want go, okay. in trouble for your future. Uh, for your future. <laughs> But I am who I am. Now, this is a conversation I've had with a couple of my friends in America Mm -hmm. at all times, and and no disrespect to any of my uh, friends that are considered white out there listening right now. This is just a perspective that I have. Uh, Primarily, when you look at America at all times, white America has to be told that you're you're beautiful, you're kind. Uh, you know, you're, 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 you're a good guy, you're this, you're that. But when you really think about it, do they really have to be told that? Because when you think about people, as far as the mentality of a person, in black America, we've been beat down a lot, told we're ugly, we're bad, everything in between.
1: When you look mm-hmm. at that
2: mentality and what we're dealing with in our society, what we're dealing with, always dealing with people that don't know you that will snarl up at you, be mad, is ready to kill you on the spot just because. To me, in my opinion, I think that is a form of mental illness because I don't even think about superiority because at the end of the day, you can think you're better than because most athletes think they're better than their fellow athletes. They're just competitive, Mm -hmm. being competitive. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at our Mm -hmm. society, we're all humans. Some of us are better at things than others. Yes, we are a competitive species, but overall, just because of my pigmentation, you want, to be, you want to think that you're this or that, but you've been taught this and uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? You, you've been conditioned over all these yeah, years you to have think a certain way, and you continue that. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Right. So when you look at mm-hmm. the mentality of some of the things as far as with racism, I know we, we, we put racism at the forefront of how people react and act to us as a people and other people of color. But to me, in my humble opinion, I think it is an act of a mental illness. I do. That's just my opinion. Well, I'm gonna so to add to that before Nick come in. Hold on hold on Nick, because I know you're gonna close it out. <laughs>
1: um,
2: so with me speaking from a mental illness standpoint, you know, um from my background of being, you know, a social worker, um <clears throat> We look We look at things Like you have to have a medical diagnosis You know to have some form of a Mental illness to be Deemed right um, You have You have traits as well Characteristics that you know Puts you in certain categories um, Certain way you answer Things certain movements certain Behavior patterns um, But to add to Kevin's um, Question you know, Well statement as far as he thinks it's a mental illness. I also feel like it is a learned behavior that that has become an expectation because Mm. the expectation is that when I, like if, if I'm a white person and I go to a particular store, I'm, I expect to have what the best treatment at all times. I expect to, Be able to get what I want When I go somewhere Or when I go purchase Mm. Or when I say I want something I have an expectation Mm. That's what I feel That's what I think So I'm putting it together Go ahead uh, Nick my bad. I like that So there was a book uh, Released a few years ago Called The Browning of America And the Evasion of Social Justice Um, And -hmm. and I think that sums up Where we are as a country right now Uh, You know every Every expert has has all agreed that by the year 2043 that America will be a majority minority country. And I think that that sits and maybe not in the mind because I don't want to put this on all white people because it's just not. Correct. No, it's, not. it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But it's not. for yeah. it's not. those who have directly Benefited in terms of their lineage and even in their 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 own legacies have benefited from a a, a supremacist system. That mm-hmm. is a scary thought, and that's a scary thought because now in a space where you are no longer at the at the base of it, you are no longer just the outright mob majority. That is something that is scary to someone with a supremacist mind, the fact that you could possibly be outnumbered, or the fact that you may be treated just like the people who you have oppressed over years. And again, I want to stress, that's Mm. not all white people. Mm. That's not. It's not. For those in power... it is something that they have been able to use at their advantage from a mob mentality to a voting bloc yes. and, and you have to watch where that goes because I think at that point you will see an expansion of what is considered to be white. that And, and that in itself is a, a cause for concern and a whole other show that we could do. Now, right. when you talk about that and you start looking at the policies, we've seen some of the most stringent uh, yep. abortion rights policy mm-hmm. happen over mm-hmm. the last few years
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not because black people and brown people are having abortions it's a last-ditch effort to hold on to the the, the mass correct. volume of what it is to be that's white correct. in america and so that's correct i don't think that is an act of superiority or inferiority i absolutely think mm. it's an act of desperation wow Uh, I agree. Yeah, I like that. I I I agree with that too. It is an act of desperation for one point and one point only. If you, from the beginning of this country, and we can even talk pre 1776, let's talk about 1619 to 2020, 401 Mm -hmm. years, you have been the absolute majority from political power to economic power to sheer brute force. And let's be honest, for those with a supremacist mindset, it's worked out pretty good. Yeah. It's worked out. It, yeah, it it's good it's work. actually worked out pretty well because just like <laughs> I'll say, you know, you get, you know, hey, when, it, when it's two, three, four or five of them, they start to get a little bolder. They start to get a little in their chest. speaks. It's amazing when they're by themselves. Oh, man, you know, I don't see color.
1: <laughs> but when, right. it, it, when it's
2: several and I'm talking about those with a supremacist mindset. I got black friends. Yeah. Then it's yeah, yeah. 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 I got black friends. I served in the military with black people. All right. A, I got a color TV. I've had five black people in my house. You know. It, it, right. So the the conversation changes, and it's a place of uncomfort for them, and they don't want to be put in a place of uncomfort because they see the civil unrest of those who have been put in a place of uncomfort. Exactly. That's why it's an Because we choice. ain't comfortable. That's right. Exactly. You. You, I agree. you, you know. It, it's amazing when when a when a person with a supremacist mindset is is outnumbered. It's amazing the things that they will say out of desperation simply to survive. So that's why I feel it's an act of desperation. Right. And I, and and to speak back on you know like a bigger scheme as well too, and uh, not to cut you off, Kevin. But when we look at nations right, right. that have been ruled by people. Um, that have um, caused a lot of disproportion uh, for people who are considered lesser than them or whatever. Those kingdoms didn't last, right? Um, so we also got to look at where we are right now, too. America is a young country compared to other countries who have been in existence longer than America has, right? So I I also yeah. feel like we're going through a time in which like, we're still trying to resolve – the issues of the country that we are, well, that was the somewhat developed here. Um, and, and I think it's going to get to a place to where, yes, we will have more of a voice. We like, we, 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 are getting there. Uh, fairness and um, appropriation will be, you know, given to the people. But I think, uh, like, we're going through a time in which it's it's, it's, it's hard right now. It's worth right now Like a lot of emotions are in the air A lot of emotions are tied to Look at our political arena right Look at our educational system right Look at our medical system A lot of emotions A lot of things are tied to what's going on right now And yes something is going to occur That is going to change What's, what's, what's going on for the better I believe so Well you know guys I didn't get a chance to kind of Say my part as far as how I feel If the change is really happening um, mm-hmm. I see certain aspects of it, um, just like with the title of this show. We do have some allies out there, but I know a lot of it is convenience. You know, like we stated in the, in the questions, a lot of it is vogue. It's the end thing to do now. When you see the NFL talking about Black Lives Matter and all these other places yeah. that didn't care right. three years ago, two years ago, five Correct. years ago, now they're talking Correct. about it. I mean, there's some lies in there, so we have to be cautious and careful of how we accept people into what we're trying to see the change become because if mm-hmm. you listen to this show often a lot of people love to say well black people need to clean up their own house we talk about that we talk about it from a relationship standpoint a mental standpoint yep. and a spiritual standpoint so we understand that these are the things we definitely need to look in with for to change our community but when you have people on the outside looking in like nick said, convenience. Has to, you know, come to them They have to be, it, it, like you said The change of this country Is coming 2015 mm-hmm. is predicting that this country Will be majority brown and black Now, you know I know we talked about this on the show a while ago Most black people don't mm-hmm. do the census We more, I mean How do we flush away from what? 13% to 12% It's it just been 13% yep. All over the place Basically but a yep. lot of black people don't mm-hmm. sell out the census But at the same time We man, we are in majority
1: compi- Like Mississippi the majority black what, 70% black right If I'm not mistaken uh, n-
2: Am I wrong so, No no what, what we Mississippi uh, we? percentage wise Has the highest percentage of, b- of Black Americans uh, in any of the states So it is still very states, much right? so Majority white Okay Even with that being said with all these other nationalities and other brown people coming to this nation and changing the the landscape of it by introducing more people to this country the powers that be mm-hmm. are looking at it like okay we're going to have a problem you know what do we need to do just like we were saying at the look at look at all these corporations they're looking at their future money flow if they kids don't help them keep everything in line they're going to lose a lot of revenue because eventually just like with Black Wall Street and all these other entities that we had at one time, you can see a shift in the mentality of black people where they're like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start my own business again. I'm going to go ahead and start shopping with my own people again. We need to encourage more people to be doctors, lawyers, everything that we need in our community, carpenters, plumbers, everything in between, and we can have that. You don't have to worry about if somebody likes you or don't want you to spend their money in a a restaurant. Police like uh, uh, Ken Alexander said earlier on the show, It would be nice to see our communities have our own officers out there again but with the right mentality because right now they have the mentality of dealing with a certain group or type of people and they treat everybody the same so Mm -hmm. we can get back to that police in our own communities in a fashion that's not just abrasive and, 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 and ignorant and violent towards us we can get the love in our community again treat each other right we don't have to worry about a lot of that. Then, we, once we heal ourselves, get ourselves together, then we can go work with everybody else. Because right now in America, we hurt as black people. Mm-hmm. We have to wrap ourselves in culture. We absolutely do. Um, and and, and it's, some, it's, it's not an uncommon practice when you look at other cultures. When you look at the Jewish community, they wrap their children in, in, in culture. When you That's look, right. Hell, even if, even when you look, I was just uh, watching a piece yesterday on the uh, the daughters of the Confederacy, who are you know singularly responsible for all of those Confederate monuments. You know, they established an offshoot auxiliary group called the Children of Confederacy, which many wow. of them mm-hmm. were. Uh, you know, up until recent years, and I say up until, but some of them still are, are legislators on a state, federal, local, state, and federal level. But they actually had these kids, after school they would meet and they would talk about these things. On the weekends they would meet. They just knew, okay, on Saturday after I get up and have breakfast, I'm going to this meeting. And and it's something that was ingrained with them. And, And I think that's one of the reasons why, Uh, I can remember, you know, my maternal grandmother passed when I was eight years old. But one of the things that sticks out to me uh, that she used to say all the time was that uh, integration was the worst thing that happened to black people. And I Mm. never understood what it was she meant by that until I was older. And then I, I learned that, you know, she was a community activist and organizer. She was an entrepreneur. And we're talking about a black woman entrepreneur in the height of Jim Crow you know right. but she knew she had first hand knowledge and could see that hey when when we were forced to be around each other we had to have these hard conversations and we were able to move forward we spent money with each other we raised each other's children we we, mm-hmm. we generally communed mm-hmm. and I think that's something right. that has been lost because it's easy once again just like it's easy for white people to you know to to avoid the subject of race and and let's be honest it's it's easy when you see your community That may be going in a certain direction For you to say well I'm just going to go and move to another place Instead of reinvesting in your community But then you turn around and you're upset 20 years later when you come back And your community has been gentrified And I blame our yeah. generation For that because for whatever reason yes. We felt when we left high school And went on to the work we to and move. College and trade mm-hmm. That our neighborhoods were no longer Good enough for us Our That corner store that my grandfather owned was not good enough. Well, here's the thing about it. That corner store was a cornerstone of the community, and now Rite Aid has come in and brought it, and they put several other... <laughs> corner stores there Dollar General has come in and they put Them, Family Dollar yep. And Dollar Tree all over there and so Now it's like well what happened to our neighborhood We abandoned it because we abandoned Each other and so we do have to bear The responsibility of a lot of that we are At a place where we're in the information age We are more educated in a traditional sense than we've ever been we have more access To technology than we've ever had Before and we are That's more right. fractured Than we've ever been before a lot of The things that we could do I can remember Atlanta when the, the, the Nation of Islam did police In Cascade and Campbellton And Mm -hmm. the the cops couldn't even Mm -hmm. get in there Because the nation wasn't allowing you in there But all of a sudden because they worship a different God than I do I don't want them in my space No that has nothing to do with it Because at the end of the day before you Have a religious affiliation Before you even have a gender you are Black when your parents lay down Mm -hmm. And make you and your cells start to Form before you get any Distinguishing traits you are the Son or daughter or non gender Conforming individual of a black Couple, and so that's, that's right. when we start realizing that we are black first, no matter who we serve, who we worship, no matter what. Then we can start having these conversations and shift us into a place where we are more in communion with each other. Because at this point, division is the easiest way. It's the easiest way to mm-hmm. keep us oppressed. It's the absolute easiest mm-hmm. way to keep us oppressed, and we have to move past that. I agree. Yeah, and I also I think agree. about this too, I man. Like too. we have to. Uh, Um, Like, look at from the standpoint as well, too um, We can't let Outside factors divide us as well So what I mean by that Anything that's within Meaning, you um, you know, family You know, how we educate What we eat, what we put in our bodies What we shop, you know, that's from within Like, we can't let any other outside forces Divide us, because that's how things Fall apart Um, Like we all want to have a safe environment. We all want to have a safe home. We all want our kids to have great education. We all want our kids to be able to play outside without fear of something happening to them. Um, So we cannot allow the divisiveness to come in and overshadow what we're trying to do. And that's what I feel like happens all the time, which is like the signs that I was talking about earlier, you know, with us trying to do the protest, you still have those different signs out there, you know, um, I can't breathe, I just want a haircut, uh, I want to go to a baseball game. Like, who cares about that? Like, let's think about the bigger future yeah. and, and focus on that. Not only that, man, people die in a sacrifice for you to be out there doing what you're doing right now. Because if they did that uh, 50, 60 years ago, they probably would have had some dogs on them. They would have had water yes. holes on them. They probably mm-hmm. would have got shot. So if, if they you do it this the right now, way for the right should... reasons. If they would the allowed dogs and water hoses down like we would have been seeing that on TV
1: anyway. Now. Oh yeah. Definitely. So that would have been yeah. happening. Oh
2: yeah. Um if oh, yeah. you're out there and you you ever want to get in the conversation on the Middleman Talk Show, you can always dial our number five one six three eight seven one five four two. Press that number one to get in the conversation. Uh we will gladly bring you in and let you uh, make your comments. Uh I think Bill I don't know if Bill had a, another comment but Bill has been patiently waiting for a long time. Let's bring Bill back in. Bill, did you have a
1: comment, brother?
2: Yeah, I, I just I, I really wanted to uh just definitely add my point uh to to um I think uh Nick said something about we don't need to, we don't need to see the, the 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 pictures of or the the videos of uh our people well other people, you know, praying and, 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 and apologizing for that. And and I definitely wanna add I don't I'm sorry, but it, it to me is just a formality. I don't I don't need to see police kneeling with people with protesters because I know deep down inside, uh that that's not gonna change anything. Uh it's just a good mm-hmm. photo walk. Uh and and I think that we need to, we need to get away from that. Uh, I, I also wanted to add, uh, when we do decide that we want, want because, yes, I do feel like there, uh, that change is coming about. I do feel that, um, I do feel like this is, this is, this is the real reconstruction here. It's about to get ready to happen right before our eyes, because uh, a lot of people are starting to uh, to turn around, and yes, Uh, And Nick touched on it earlier, how you got the NFL that's worried about their money and you got got Mm all these other people that's worried about their money as well. But at the same time, this is our moment to capitalize on that. This is our moment to get our point across and to push our agenda across to make sure that we get the respect and the justice that we deserve. And I think that, you know and, and I think last week, you all oh, a, a few weeks ago, you all, somebody said Something about uh, how In, I think, Cali or Arizona uh, they, they get together as a whole And they buy collectively, mm-hmm. that way The prices are a little bit lower I think that, you know, going forward uh, instead of you know, because we have this mentality, oh, once this once this black business does something wrong, uh, that we should just you know just kick them off to the Start curb. Going. We're not gonna get mm-hmm. gonna go with somebody else. I think that we really right. need to we need to be able uh, to to put our pride to the side and understand uh, that. What we need to do is instead of uh, instead of taking away that business or, or hurting that business, we need to be able to multiply that business. So if you don't like the way someone did something, it's not making a competition with them, but just find somebody else or, or encourage someone else. To, to start their business and, and give them tips in what you've seen or whatever. N- nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, uh, but be able to multiply those businesses rather than you know defunding those businesses because we need those. Those are, that's what's going to help us uh, move forward. And then I also just wanted to bring up. I don't know if any of you all. I'm pretty sure you all have watched the uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, the eight forty six. I don't Power. know if you all it. Mm-hmm. Power man, listen. And, and this is my message to the youth for for today. Please, please go watch it because go I remember it. I remember when I was younger uh, and in 2013, I, I was watching the news, but I, I wasn't looking at it like that. But I remember uh, Christopher Dunn. I remember, you know, uh, what, what was, you know, I remember them, you know, going into the cat, going into the woods, surrounding the cabin and everything. But I, I had no, I had no knowledge to why they were doing what they were doing. And so, mm-hmm. and my my point is, is that my point is, is that. As, and I think Nick touched on this as well. Uh, as the people saying defund the police and uh, people, you know, kind of putting this bad connotation on our on the police uh, to the point where we have those young black kids or we had young black kids that wanted to be police officers because so they wanted to ch- make that change. We need to ch- we need to try to we need to try to change that narrative in some type of way because those the, the kids that's coming behind us. You know, those kids need to be the ones that's gonna and, 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 and you know, the teenagers that's coming behind us, those are gonna be the ones that we need to prepare and and to build up. You know, we were talking about that earlier today. Uh man, how, how back in the day it was a it was more of a mentality like, I'm gonna grab you, I'm a politician, I'm gonna grab you because I want you to be a politician, I want you to I want you to, you know, know the politics of how it go
1: mentorship. It's, it's not- mm-hmm. More.
2: Yeah, it's, there's there's no mentorship going on anymore. And
1: and mm. it's
2: happening, it's happening, but it's 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 not happening. It's not affecting the way it should be. And you know, I I have to challenge myself on that as well because I consider myself a mentor, and I have to question myself, am I doing the necessary to, to make sure that I can I can show somebody the real light of the world, and I can show them how they can how they can use their full potential? So I think that you know we really need to focus. You know, and, and I think someone else just said this as well. We need to look at ourselves and we need to stop thinking about uh, the the oh well we can't do this in our community because of this or we can't do this because of that. No, nah, we need to we need to band together. And yet I, I still feel, and Malcolm X said it himself, that integration was the worst thing that happened to us because we were too busy trying to trying to get like them rather than just being us. Mm-hmm. And we still have that mentality now. We we're trying to keep up. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses, <laughs> and, and and we're 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 not focused on just trying to build up our own wealth. And that's that's i seen. I read an article the other day, and I'm done. I read an article the other day. They said something about uh, why they were afraid uh, to give reparations. They was like they they're they're not afraid of, of the 90 percent of people uh, that's going to go out and spend that three hundred thousand dollars and some high dollars. Uh, cause they, the government know they're going to make it back. They're afraid of that 10% that they're going to give that money to like me, like you all that's on the phone. And that's going to invest that money somewhere else. That's going to build their community up. That's going to, that's going to get their own businesses. That's who they're afraid of because overall right. it's about the economic dollar. But, and and mm-hmm. we black people, we have our value, the value of our dollars. We don't even understand it because we misuse it so much. We misuse it. We we we're, we're not educating each other on it, and I mean overall, collectively, not pointing a finger at anybody. We just don't we don't educate ourselves collectively on it, on uh, how much the value of our dollar is. Forget the NFL this year. Forget the NBA. Forget all sports. It right. didn't need to happen, and forget Starbucks as well because they they went back on their word. They was just trying to join the trend. They thought that they were gonna get a lot of support, and they didn't because they had more backlash from the black community when they came out with their first statement. I'm done. Mm. Man. Appreciate that for Bill. Man. Hey. We got another caller that wanna get in on the, the show. Uh let's go ahead and bring in Elias, I think. Yes, yes, brother Elias, man. He's been uh a <laughs> listener with us and a friend and supporter uh since the early days of the show. So man, welcome back hey. and uh thank you for calling hey. in today, man. Thank you.
3: <laughs> hey, greetings, greetings. Can you hear me okay?
2: Yes, sir, yes, well. just perfect.
3: Oh, okay, I just want to, you know, um, I got this little old-school microphone. So, <laughs> All right, uh, I'll just say this. Now, you know, a lot of this stuff's been going on for a very long time. And the greatest sin is that God or the consciousness or the universe have given us the ability to look at videotape because we refuse to read books. Now we got evidence to prove and show that everything we're talking about today has been said many, many years ago. So Mm -hmm. the problem is not material because we were ancient. We already built civilizations and stuff and things like that. So it's not about money because we had money before, because we were the original people. It's not Mm -hmm. about none of these things. The only thing that has been proven is we haven't went back home to ourselves. Now, I'm going to do a little, for reference, I'm going to do Jeremiah 4 and um, 22. It says, My, and this is um, from the NLT, My people are foolish and do not know me, saith the Lord. They are stupid children who have no understanding. They are clever enough in doing wrong, but they have no idea how to do Right. All this stuff that we've been going through is a spiritual thing. If we are the first and original people, there is nothing that is material that is attached to what we're going through. Um, if you look at, again, the fact that a matter, like perfect example, they speak about Black Wall Street. I'm going a, I'm to a give a little example that people don't talk about. There was this little church. Actually, it wasn't a little church, but it was a nice, prominent church. And they, I think, got a $20,000 loan to build this church in Black Wall Street. Now, during the destructions, the white destroyed the church, and we know the ending of that. This same congregation received another loan for another $20,000. They built another church. These people paid the old loan off, the old loan off that was burned down by whites, and they paid off the new loan they got to rebuild the church. So gotcha. it's and again, if if we really gonna do something, we already know we're deaf, dumb, and blind. It's like we're gerbils in a wheel, repeating the same things, things over and over and over. If we wanna respect mm-hmm. who we are, first thing we must have to do is on an individual basis. Let's get our mind right, our spirit right, and get ourselves right, and then things will heal from within because everything. That's on the outside, starts from within. It says in the basic right. understanding of God, it says, God will hand you over to a reprobate mind. mine. Now, we have proven and we have evidence that we have all the black scientists. Speak of one of our old major scientists, this is one of his quotes, George Washington Carver, he said, 99% of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. We know mm-hmm. about Israel yeah. Hill. We got we know so many towns that we made even in a few years after physical slavery. See, but the thing about it is we just refuse to come back to our divine responsibility. That's it. Before white people came into existence, we were a righteous people. So yes. everything that we're chasing after, I mean, just think about this, brothers. We have all this technology, all this knowledge, and all this stuff, and everybody getting sick and ill. And you go to a country in the, on a planet on the same earth that these people don't have windows, air conditioning, nothing, and they, can st- enjoy, and they can still enjoy sex in their hundreds. We've got universities. We've got all these so-called greatest minds, and they can't even enjoy their 80s. So it's something that's heavier that's going on than what we are fighting for. Mm-hmm. You understand know what I'm saying? So the thing about it, it's a spiritual thing. The spirit is connected. We need to just get back to the New basics and be very consistent to our true righteousness. I'll start right there, brother. I know I'll go all day. It's been like 20 oh, years. but
2: <laughs> Man, we appreciate you for calling in. But, hey, uh, man, we'll be back on next week. We'd love to hear back from you. Also, uh, you're still doing your show. If you would like to plug it, go ahead. <laughs>
3: Oh no, brother, I haven't done. I think I've done that one. Twenty ten, twenty eleven. So I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's been probably wow. okay. moving around and stuff. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's been, <laughs> but yeah, okay. nice, well, you know, we, I give the likes and stuff on Mom's Facebook. Deadman, so <laughs> yeah,
1: appreciate,
3: appreciate it, you, it. Appreciate, appreciate
2: you, it. All right. All right. Peace. Hey, he, got, he. All right. He had a great point, man. Uh, we do. He That's doing. why we say, from a spiritual standpoint, That's we correct. definitely got to get back mm-hmm. right and grounded. That's
1: uh, right. Yeah. Let
2: them know what we talked about today, Al. Man, great show today. Um, Thanks for everyone who tuned in to the Middleman Show. So the title of the show, of course, Allies or Is It All Lies? So we pretty much discussed, uh, you know, because we talked about, you know, the case in Atlanta with Rashad Brooks. Also the mentality that, you know, some of our people have been having um, as well with the uh, weaponizing of the police, in which we've seen on video. We also discussed about corporate America. Is it, you know, is their stance really true? And also, is this just a moment in time in which change is happening? Or Is this really something that's really going to occur that is actually going to benefit the people and actually change? And we're going to see some greatness come from that. So we definitely want you all to check this show out. You can definitely uh, go back to listen to the show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Middlemen. You can also find us on uh, the podcast app on Apple, iHeartRadio, any form of podcast. you know, message in which you can view a podcast. Check us out, man. Let us know your thoughts on today's show. If you're on Facebook and you would like to join the Middleman Talk Show, join us and give us your thoughts there as well, too. We love to hear from our fans and our listeners um, because we, you know, we started this show to make sure that we can hear your opinions as well, too. And this is part of the Middleman Talk Show. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Great show today, guys. Most definitely. And show, uh,
1: uh, awesome
2: I would show. like to appreciate, uh, Man, we were just at six hundred and twenty-five members. I want to say we over six thirty right now. So uh, I uh, agree we actually We know.
1: are at six forty-nine. 64-
2: oh, oh, six hundred forty-nine. Wow. Welcome to all the new middleman. Uh, we don't think of what to call y'all, but the middleman family. I, I just say that. now. <laughs> uh, Nick, we <laughs> like can't the call man them uh, middle, like maniacs. Yeah, the middle maniacs. Yeah, maniacs. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah.
2: M- middleman, what? The panel. Man. The middleman panel, man. Oh, the right. panel,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, no, to bro, we're not okay. gonna do that. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's, Ooh, it's what it is. We're, the panel. No
2: we're not going to do that. No. Uh so I want no. I want to shout out, you know,
1: well, everybody out there,
2: man, that have been rocking with us. If you're brand new, if you've been with us from the very beginning, we want to shout you out. Uh we have some uh, we have some new things coming down the pipeline. Uh, we're going to start announcing them over the next couple of weeks. And as I say every week, please, please, please support Black Media. These conversations are not going to happen on MSNBC, they're not going to happen on CNN. They're not going to happen definitely not on Fox support black media, the Middleman Talk Show, uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, the Benjamin Dixon Show, Democracy-ish. You know, even uh, one of our new members in the in, in the Facebook group, uh, Edward T. Bowser, with his uh, website, the Soul and Stereo Cipher. Uh, well, that's his Facebook group, but thesoulandstereo.com is his website. The, support black media. You know, if, if you guys, if you're stuck at home and you're ordering Uber Eats and everything like that this week, hey, instead of sending that $30, take that $30 and send $10 to, you know, three shows that are out there bringing you great content. We don't even have that set up right now, so I'm not talking about the middleman talk show. Uh, but support the media. The only way that our stories get out is if we're telling them. If they get out right, it's because we're telling them. Okay. right. Most definitely. Shout out to uh, Bill with Hear Me Out. I said you that right. right. Yeah, you said that right. Jen, shout out to Jen. Okay. I Shout out to Jen. Jen wasn't able to make it in this week. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have her back next week. But, uh, Jen, we love you. We miss you. Uh, You know, we can't wait to see you back. Yeah. I think it's a great time. I'm ready for this. Also, uh, part
1: two, part three or whatever it is. It's part (laughs) three at this point.
2: Hey. Uh, we're we're going to put a, uh, a poll up on Facebook, man, with some of the stuff that we talk about tonight. So if you would like to get in on that poll, go on Facebook and join the Middle Bean Talk Show Facebook group. And uh, if you have any topics or anything that you would like for us to discuss, discuss, or you see an issue that you think we all need to talk about, because we are solution-based, we would love to have a solution, or it's just not talk. We want to see if we can get everything put in the right perspective. So, Put it on our Facebook page. Email us at wearethemiddlemen at gmail.com. We'll respond right back to you. So, once again, like Al said, thank you all for tuning in every Sunday. Um, we get Like Nick said, we got some exciting things coming for you guys. Uh, the anniversary show is still out there. So, please make sure you tune in for that one. That's going to be a good one. Uh, we got some things we're going to be giving away. I don't mean to let the cat out to mm-hmm. the bags, fellas, but we got some Not stuff yet. we're Not giving yet. away. Yeah, we got some all stuff Kev. Right. One more th- yeah. uh, one more thing. Don't forget guys, uh we will be back next week with another show. But by that time that will be the twenty first. I wanna say ahead of time coming this Friday. Happy Juneteenth to everyone out there. Uh oh, so yeah. make sure you get celebrating this Friday. And by black, man. And uh yeah, and and when Trump has his rally in uh Tulsa, Oklahoma and all his members get together in that one dome. May God have mercy on their soul. I knew you were gonna do I'll that, leave man. Look at this guy. I it I'll leave
1: it at that. <laughs> man, we play. out. all right, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs>